Before I begin, I wish to request the panelists to join me on the stage. The panelists are Honorable Dr. Uziel Dagijimana, the Minister of Finance and Economic Planning of the Republic of Rwanda. Thank you, Excellency. The second panelist is Commissioner Dr. Albert M. Muchanga, Commissioner of Economic, Trade, and Industrial Development Matters. And the third panelist is Professor Kevin, Kevin Urama, the Chief Economist and Vice President for Economic Governance and Knowledge of the African Development Bank. So if Professor Urama is here, could he join us as well? So our panel is therefore uh, complete. As per usual practice, I shall begin by making a few preliminary remarks really intended to uh, set the context for our panel. I shall then hand over to the panelists to make their interventions, which I hope should be no longer than 10 minutes. And uh, following that, we will open up uh, uh, the discussion to all uh, the delegates present uh, at this meeting. So with your agreement then, we follow that model. I just, as I said, wish to make a few comments. This is a, a really important uh, panel, given that uh, in order to achieve the progress we want, we must ensure we have the resources necessary to implement the programs that are our agenda as leaders in our various countries and leaders on the African continent. So the matter of resource mobilization and effective deployment of resources is a key question uh, that we need to answer as the member states of the African Union. We've had uh, yesterday a very important reflection on the review outcomes of the first 10-year implementation plan. And in that uh, review report, we really got a very good analysis of progress that we've made in implementing uh, the first 10-year plan. However, what was not clear was what was the role of the African Union in ensuring that it served as a dynamic support institution to each of our countries in implementing the various aspects of the 10-year plan. Today, we probably are going to go into a bit more substance as to the role of the African Union in that when we talk of resource mobilization, we do refer to the role of the African Union in assisting us in securing resources that would then fund the various activities our countries need to generate. 
We've been provided with a number of uh, questions that we will seek to answer. What was clear from the review report is that the financing of our national development plans has proved to be extremely challenging and that this has negatively affected our implementation of Agenda 2063. The key barriers to us as African countries generating sufficient resources for the first 10-year plan include illicit financial flows. I'm sure all the honorable ministers and delegates recall the report that has been prepared for the African Union by President Mbeki and a team working on assessing uh, illicit financial flows and their detrimental impact on our continent. We've not really found effective remedies to addressing this criminal set of activities. And we continue to lose huge amounts of resources that could be devoted to our development plans if we do not address this illicit financial flows. We also were alerted that uh, our revenue collection institutions are not at the maximal level of efficiency. And thus, in terms of collecting tax revenues and other public revenue sources, we deny ourselves adequate financing to address our development needs. Also, many of our countries are highly indebted and therefore debt servicing costs for many of us outpace the budgets that we are making available to development priorities. I know in some of our countries, our education budgets are lower than the annual debt service payments that we have to make. So clearly, the high cost of debt servicing is a negative for us on the continent, and we need to look at how we may work at reducing the high levels of debt that we have. We believe that implementing Agenda 2063 requires us to set up an effective and dynamic financing framework. This framework must ensure predictability of resources and creation of effective public partnerships with the private sector. We really need to look at how we can make public-private partnerships work effectively. The specific questions that the panelists and yourselves would have to reflect upon are the following. How can we allocate funding in the next decade to address the second 10-year priorities and enablers? <clears throat> Secondly, what can be changed at the African Union to finance the second 10-year innovation plan and its flagship projects better? Of course, this question implies that the African Union funds development projects in our countries. I'm not sure that it does, and it might be that uh, as ministers of finance, we need to look more carefully at where the resources of the AU are deployed 
and indeed given the indication of a very strong leaning toward funding of costs of peace and security, we need to look at whether there are any possibilities of shifting resources to other areas so that we could assist some countries to fund key priorities of the second 10-year uh, plan. But uh, at the moment, out of the resources available to the African Union, over 70% goes to peace and security, which is, of course, very important. So perhaps uh, the thrust of our work is to end conflicts so that much more of our resources could go uh, toward development. There's an indication that having apportioned over 70% to peace and security, we have around 24% left for other matters. And as members of the Executive Council, we know that the large proportion of that 24% goes for operational costs of the African Union. So clearly in our own budgeting and allocation, we have a problem and we need to address this with the support and assistance of our colleagues, the ministers of finance. The third question is, what can we do to reinforce the domestic resource mobilization strategy? So I suppose linked to that would be, how should the AU establish capacity to assist our countries with resource mobilization? And of course, the AU would be, have to be able to make a distinction between countries that already have the ability to raise resources and mobilize very effectively, and those that are lagging behind and require AU uh, support. The AU can't treat all members of the organization in the same way. We've really got to develop the ability of a nuanced approach where it is those most in need of assistance that enjoy the attention of the African Union. We reflected a little bit on the discussions of yesterday in planning for today. And it was clear, having listened to you all yesterday, that we've got to find alternative sources of funding beyond the national resources of our countries. I have made reference to the need to more effectively utilize the private sector and to look at institutional uh, savings. For example, in South Africa, the private sector holds massive capital that is in financial institutions, and they don't deploy these resources in support of development. We've been trying to consider how we may work closely with the private sector to release those resources to agreed areas of development to ensure that we have an accelerated uh, program of uh, development in South Africa. So very wealthy private sector, but very reluctant to work with the public sector in addressing development issues. We need to change that dynamic. We also need to persuade our continent's development finance institutions to increase their participation. 
in advancing Agenda 2063. We should also really look at existing partnerships and how these can be leveraged to provide tangible support for infrastructure development, which advances again the goals of the second 10-year implementation plan. What we should ensure is these partnership funds that we get as the African Union and as Africa must be structured in a manner that addresses our challenges and that helps us to realize our transformational uh, goals. We also, as I've said, must look at how we are expending our own resources as the African Union uh, member body. Finally, as we've said at the Joburg AU Assembly decision in 2015, we should attempt as the African Union, as its member states, to fund the operational budget of the Union fully and to progressively move toward attaining 75% for program budget and 25% on peace support operations. So these are some of the issues that we need to be reflecting upon as we proceed with this panel debate. So having made those brief overview remarks, allow me to introduce our various speakers. I think you saw them as they joined us on the stage. They are Honorable Dr. Dagi Jimana, Minister of Finance and Economic Planning of the Republic of Rwanda. They are also His Excellency Commissioner Albert Muchanga, the Commissioner for Economic Development, Trade, Industry and Minerals. They are also Professor Kevin Urama. As I said, he is the Chief Economist and Vice President for Economic Governance and Knowledge of the African Development Bank. Welcome to you all. And I now hand the speaking opportunity to His Excellency, Minister Ndagi Jimana. Dear Minister, over to you. <laughs> 